Welcome to Epilogues, a unpacking of the weekly Torah. You are listening to Rabbi Yaakov Tramp. This week we're going to be starting with Parshas Bereshis, the Torah for the first Parsha in the Torah. It is a very powerful and very poetic Torah taken from the book of Yeshayahu, Perak Membe's Pasuk Hei to Perak Memgewel Pasuk Yud. So it is rather on the longer side. It is also very esoteric, but extremely powerful and beautiful if we to appreciate it in pieces. First question we can ask is why is this Torah chosen for Parshas Bereshis out of all the many sections in Nevi'im? And the answer is, is because it contains two many major themes, both which are found in Parshas Bereshis. The first is the creation of the world, how Hashem is in control of the creation of the world and continues to create the world. That's theme number one. Theme number two is, is that Hashem relates to that world and those who sin are, are warranting a loss of protection and perhaps punishment from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem wants humanity to choose to find Him which is really what happens after creation in Parshas Bereshis about humanity losing its way, finding its way back. And that seems to be the story of the rest of the world, which is expressed in the Satorah so succinctly. Let's look at our Haftorah in basic sections and appreciate it piece by piece because it is too big to, to understand in one section. The first section takes us from Perak Mem Be'ez Pasuk Hay to Pasuk Test, and this section is about Hashem's control of the world. Hashem tells us the beginning of the section, as Yeshayahu explains, that God says, Borei Shomayim HaShomayim Hashem is the one who created the heavens and their underpinnings, Raka Oretz Vetzetzo'el, the spread out earth and everything that comes out of it. He gives the soul to the people upon it and the spirit to those who walk upon terra firma. And then he describes how he creates the, you and this nation, or Goyim, as a light to the nations. This idea of the nation of Israel being an or la Goyim is a, um, a, ramify, a, a reduction of this Pasukia Membez Vov. And the point is, is to open eyes that are blind, to be able to bring out those who are incarcerated. Akash Baruch Hu says, you are going to express my name and my honor. Um, so this is, this is the, 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 it seems to be a very powerful introduction to the nation of Israel and the function of Hashem in creation. So just a few basic points to ponder this section, then we'll move on. That is, why is creation described in present tense? It's not, Hashem Hashem created heavens and earth, but rather Hashem creates heaven and earth as if it's a, const, a constant creation. And the answer is, is that yes, and there's two ways of framing this on the more rationalistic side, that Hashem created the world, but Hashem has not left the world. If he were to be uninvolved in the world, he could pull it back, so to speak. He's keeping the system going the whole time. Um, is sort of an image would be is that a beach ball is being pushed under the water. If Hashem were to remove the pressure, the ball would pop back out, sort of out of existence. The world would pop out of existence if Hashem were not holding it down. But on a more Kabbalistic level, it's not that Hashem is just holding it in place, that Hashem is pouring the energy into it every second, as the Nefesh Achaim describes, that Hashem is pouring the necessary energy every moment. And if Hashem were not actively pouring that energy in, not just stopping from uh, from uncreating, then there would be nothing to talk about. 
So it is a constant process. Hashem's involvement is integral in every moment of creation currently as well. What does it mean and who is being sent to be this or like Goyim to this, this, na- this light unto the nations? The Ibn Ezra suggests three possibilities. One is, is that, as the most of the say, it refers to the Tzaddikim, the righteous of the generation. Rav Sadiagon says it refers to Cyrus of Persia who will overrun the Babylonians. So Cyrus will be acting as a light unto the nations as he destroys the terrible um, um, upcoming Babylonian exile. And the Ibn Ezra says it refers to himself. Yeshayahu was talking about himself, who is this, this, uh, going to be this prophet to the nations as well. The Ababanel says, uh, when quoting the Ibn Ezra, with the greatest respect to all these Mephoshim, but they were all struck with blindness because they clearly missed that this is referring to Mashiach and the role of Mashiach in the Geula, in the redemption process. The Ababanel says this is referring to the end of times as well as the nation of Israel and the Mashiach will express the light of Hashem upon this world. We move into the next section, a very short section, which is the song of redemption in our avatar Membez Yud to Yud Gimel. In this section, uh, there's a new song which is being sung to Hashem from all the edges of the earth, from everywhere which is populated across the seas as well. And that, what is the song? Yaron that the, those who dwell upon the rocks, from the head to the tops of the mountains, will call out that Hashem's honor should be expressed upon the first of isles in the world. Hashem ki gabori kaki bori. I'd say that Hashem will be like a warrior who comes out like the Yair Kina. Overpower all the enemies. So, first question is: Is who is singing the song? Rashi explains that perforce the nations of the world will sing Shira about the victory of Israel, since it will be so overt when this moment will come. Radak says even the inanimate objects will sing. It's not just referring to the nations of the world; it refers to even the rocks. The very atoms will be singing God's uh, God's praise. The Malmah says that in the past he used to sing about miracles which happened in particular in a particular place. And you'll notice that now the miracles are occurring across the entire creation, all of matter. Why now? So this refers to the future Gula, as the Barbadell seems to suggest. However, if you look at the, the explanation of Dr. Rabbi, Rabbi Dr. Mendel Hirsch, the son of Rav Shimshon Rafael Hirsch on the South Torah, he points out that this is about all of creation, meaning. All of creation essentially recognizes the Almighty, except one, and that is human being, who has the possibility of making the decision to recognize God or not. And what's being described over here is when humans will take up their mantle and do what they're supposed to, then they will sing to Hashem as well as the rest of creation. We move into the next section of our Torah, the third section, which is now about how Hashem is no longer going to be silent. From Membe's Pasuk Yudalad to Pasuk Yudzayin. In this section, Hashem says that I used to keep quiet, that I had held back, but now I'm no longer. I'm going to destroy the mountains and the valleys. Call Esbom Oivish, I'm going to dry the swamps, make the the, the, the rivers to the to, uh, to the um, to the islands of Agamim Ovesh, Kosh Baruch is going to pre- create a path that people never knew before, that people will now understand. And those who served pagan deities, other forces in the world, will now be incredibly embarrassed when Hashem reveals Himself. What does it mean that Hashem is doing this? He's flattening the mountains, drying the swamps. Well, what's happening over here? So Rav Hirsch says that Hashem is revealing Himself as the master over nature, which is how the Haftarah began, to demonstrate to Israel and by extension to the rest of the world His continual power in creation that He was just hiding behind the scenes. It's worthwhile noting that in a very beautiful way we've seen this in the modern experience through the hands of Hashem, um, through the hands of man as inspired by Hashem, 
Um, and there the are many people who went to Israel and dried the swamps in Israel. We've seen that process, just perhaps in a more um, rationalistic way. It wasn't an overt miracle. It was a slow process of many people sacrificing their lives to do this. And ultimately, the same end was reached. Now we have a green country, a country that is flourishing um, once again. Why is the, the, the dark route back? Why, why is this route so difficult? So the Mitzvah says because Israel will no longer know the route back to Israel. I have been out of Israel for so long. It would be hard to know the way back. The Talalei Chaim, Rav Ruren Sasson, quoting Rav Chaim Cohen, explains that, the, that in the Golas we are in a state of what's called Moichin Dekatnus, which means to say that we see things in small, in detailed ways, in granular ways. We don't have the bigger sense of what Geula is about, what it is to speak in a national sense, not to speak about simply personal portfolios in our Torah and Mitzvahs, but to understand the larger things which are afoot, the larger effects of the nation. Finally, we move into the second last section of our Torah, which is the end of Perik Membez, Membez, Yudches to Chafei. In this section, HaKadosh Baruch Hu talks about the willfully ignorant. Those who are deaf, listen. Those who are blind, take a look. He says, because those, who are those people? Those are the people who have made themselves blind, made themselves deaf to Hashem. But what? Hashem Hashem really wants people to succeed in the Torah path to be made in the world. And he goes and describes the, the, woe, the woeful state of the nation of Israel, slung from nation to nation, um, to impacted and, and degraded by all without any accountability. And why all of this, says Hashem, Hashem poured upon them wrath. Why, why they kept on not noticing. The nation of Israel kept on ignoring the signs, the flags that they should have been taken to noting because that's what Hashem wanted from us, was to take note and to change. Um, who is being indicted over here? The Mitzvahs points out this refers to the leaders who did not reprimand their communities to learn better. Those are the ones who are willfully blind. It could also be the people themselves not listening to the lessons that life threw them. Um, the Abba takes one step further. He says that the, this is the cause for Golos. The reason for exile is the lack of self-awareness to do things correctly. And so Hashem is waking us up to do the right thing. What does it mean? Hashem really wants to do righteousness. And we want to do righteousness. The Gemara Marcos explains, this refers to how Hashem gave us, I'm here by Torah Mitzvah Shenemar. Hashem wants us to be able to do mitzvahs. He gave us to come close to Him. So He gave us many instructions, many spiritual ideas, many spiritual commands and prohibitions. And by doing such, we are expressing the greatness of Torah and we are expressing Hashem in this world if we so choose to do. Finally, the end of our Torah is the last attempt uh, from Mem Gimel Aleph to Yud. In this section, uh, Hashem is described as our savior and protector after all the terrible difficulties of Golas. Um, at this point in time, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says that wherever you go, Kisav or Bamaim Itcha'ani, um, um, if you go through water, I'm with you. And in the rivers will not throw, will not sweep you away. And the flames will not catch upon you, because Hashem says, "I am the Savior of the nation of Israel." And He describes that all the nations that He is going to put put down. I'm going to place you upon all the nations. Don't fear. 
I am with you. And Akash uh, Baruch describes by the call Anik Rabbi all that is called in my name, referring to the nation of Israel. I've created it for my honor. Yetzartiv, I've fashioned it. I've made it. And Akash Baruch describes how he's going to bring all the nations together to the nation of Israel and they, they will acknowledge the truth of God. And finally, why is this? Because Akash Baruch says, There is no power before me and after me. That means to say Hashem is the total power. Coming back to the reason for creation. Hashem is the creator of the world, which is why we need to correct our actions to recognize that. And that is our entire goal of here. A few basic points in this section. What does it mean that Hashem will send us through water and fire that Babernell says in a very ominous way, noting as he lived through the Spanish Inquisition and expulsion, he says this refers to the fires of the scaffolds of Otto de Fe, the Jews burnt at the stake and the waters of baptism that Christianity used to force Jews to become Christians throughout the course of Jewish history. Babernell quotes, the Avudraham quotes the Kolboy, um, who describes a very strange medrash or that uh, describes that uh, there was a particular individual who um, who had a dream and in this dream he saw that there was a community there, the, their community was under incredible threat and he um, in this dream he says the following the following statement it's all in Aramaic but it's a very very fascinating observation it describes a ship of Jews who were exiled from Jerusalem and they arrived in a certain port, ostensibly in Europe, and, and a priest on the, that's the other side says, do you want to be tested like Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah? If you remember the annals of history, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah were burnt, and they were thrown into the, into the fire, and yet they survived. So he says, do you want to have the test of Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah? They said, give us 30 days to figure this out. They sat in a fast for 30 days trying to figure out what they should do about this threat from this priest to throw them into the fire on behalf of their religion. And there was an elderly man who had a dream. The dream kept uh, during these 30 days, and he came, to, came forward to the sages to say this dream. But he was an unlettered man. He didn't really understand what the dream was. So he said the following. He said that he saw a pasuk in his dream, and it had, um, two, it, it had th- two keys and three lies. Two keys, the word key, key, kaf, yud, and three lies. But he doesn't know what the pasuk was. So he wasn't able to identify it. So they said immediately, they realized that it was a pasuk from the Sikhs of Torah, which is, Ki savor b'mayim, itach, and if you go through the water, I'm with you, v'nares I won't sweep you away in the rivers, ki selech b'mayayish, and if you go into the fire, you will not be burnt. So they realized there was two keys there and two lo- uh, three lies. And they said, there must be, this must be uh, uh, for a reason. And they said, you know what, Let's, we, we, we accept the, the trial of the fire. And they sent this elderly man who kept, had this repetitive dream into the fire. He entered the fire. The fire split into three sections. At the end of each of the sections were three tzaddikim, ostensibly Hanan, Amish, and Azariah themselves, or their spirits. And each of them was saying three sections of what's called Vuhurachum. It says that Avudraham, quoting the cowboy, that's the reason why we say on Mondays and Thursdays, the, the extra section in Tachanon called Vuhurachum, which is divided into three sections, each beginning with Rachum, um, relating to the prayers that were made over here, that of this group of Jews who were saved in the sea, through the that was the first part, and in the fire, which was the second part, all reflected in this passage in Sheyal. Very, very powerful description, which has its impact on the daily tefillah, um, the weekly tefillah, where we see this as well. Um, it's also worthwhile noting in this passage over here of 
that everything that I created in my name is for my honor. The Mitzvah means says that this refers to Israel, who is called by the name of Hashem, having a unique mission in this world. However, however, it's also worthwhile noting that in this possible embedded the four tiers of creation, which are called Atzilos, Bria, Yetzirah, and Asiya, the four main worlds of descent of energy into this world as far, at, at, at large. Finally, at the end of the after it describes a gathering of nations altogether. What is this referring to? Going all the way over to Gimel and Beis describes that this is the end of time when HaKadosh Baruch brings Mashiach and all the nations gather together to say, really, we, we try to help the Jews, really, we try to try to forward your cause in the world. And HaKadosh Baruch is going to disavow them of those claims because it really was not the case in general. Um, and that's what's referring to in our Torah at the end of days when it becomes clearly incandescently clear as to what Hashem's agenda was in this world. With this, we conclude the Haftorah of Beresh is a wonderful and meaningful Shabbos.